1: Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the 2018 MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, our review of round 22 and preview of round 23, the first round of the fall fantasy season. This episode is brought to you by the Zlatan Relaxation app, helping you plan your vacations two weeks at a time. Oh, I no, um, actually, uh, brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the fantastic subreddit community of r slash fantasy MLS. I'm your host, Reed Connolly, from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by my usual co-hosts, Mike Denton and fresh back from vacation, maybe you use that a lot in that, Blaine, uh, Blaine Riffle. We'd also like to welcome our very special Patreon guest, Jason Morris, uh, manager of Talon's Mullet FC, who is joining us from an undisclosed cafe in Beijing? So uh, international episode tonight. How are you all doing? Um, I'm doing Hello well, there. thank you. Yeah, doing well. I feel like yeah. you're some sort of like secret agent, Jason, and that's like <laughs> i guess, I'm,
3: very... I'm very far, very far from a secret agent. <laughs> that's uh, just what yeah. I would
1: expect a secret agent to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. You only you, oh, confirmed um, it.
3: <laughs> okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, I uh, yeah. I highly doubt it. I, um, <laughs> if I am, it's it's secret to me. Uh,
2: so
1: yeah. Yeah. How about you, Blaine? No, I'm happy yeah. to be here.
2: I was really well. It went really well. It was a lot of fun. Um, just get away from town for a little bit it was nice. Excellent.
1: Um Mike, you were here, so yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I was gone this weekend. But thanks for not asking me about my vacation.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, you're not in Beijing, so. uh, Well, I mean,
0: this morning I had to go to DeRitter, Louisiana, for work, which is probably more foreign to most people than (laughs) Beijing. We
1: were talking about all the depositions you were having to do, so. Yeah. It's not good, uh, but yeah, no, Jason. Thank you so much. We're very excited to get you on here. Uh, I know that you've done pretty well in at least in this round uh, of, of the game, and, and pretty good overall for the season. So we're um, happy to have you on the show later on. We'll give you a chance to just talk about Patreon and just your experience with fantasy, and uh, yeah, just thank you so much. Ah, uh, sure. Yeah, I'd be happy to do it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Uh, but let's talk about round twenty two. Uh, previewing reviewing everything that happened or at least some of the the relevant fantasy things that happened so let's start out with our scores blaine how did you do
2: oh you would ask me first i didn't well, have
1: well we can ask jason yet. if you'd rather do that
3: yeah i can i can go um if you want i i finished uh, i had 183 points shoo so so my um, round rank was 102 and that was enough to get my team just inside of the top 200, which is, I mean, the best uh, that I've done. Um, you know, I've, I've been doing this for like three or four years, I think, you know, um, and that's the best I've done. So um, yeah. Um, I think I, I don't have to look at my roster and see um, everybody did. Okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, I got really lucky this Wednesday games, the, the first round games, the keeper, all of my defenders hit for clean sheets. Um, uh-huh. Zlatan captain, which was uh, you know thank, thanks before he took off the vaca- took off for another vacation, so I got all those points too. So and Max Morales helped me out also. Yeah, Mike.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I did 178, which was uh, week rank 226, uh, pushed me up to 168 overall, which I don't think was my highest of all season, but uh, was cert- certainly my highest for the last um, few months. So kind of ended on a high note. <clears throat> um, Hit with clean sheets on the back line uh, in that first game. Um, I had Ben Sweat as part of my auto um, and that worked out well. Uh, you can't can't be too mad when your only misses are eights for Lawrence and um, Alessandrini. <laughs> uh, then I captained Zlatan and you know got watched him rack up those points. Um, and I did have a single game week player. I checked out on the Rooney thing and brought in Martinez, and then he got a double. So can't be too mad
1: about that. Now, Blaine.
2: Yeah, I got a 161 on the round, which hearing the other scores is not too impressive. I kind of, with the vacation, missed the Wednesday lineup. And so I got stuck with Fuen Mayor's, uh zero. And I had us in the starting lineup because I didn't realize Mike had said that he was injured until it was too late. So I ended up bringing in Zusi for that one. There was really no good single game week options after I realized he wasn't going to play the second game and wasn't going to kill any of my. Um, Uh, substitutes uh the bench did really well for me though the lowest score i had on the bench was a 10 so overall not too bad ended up at 460 in the overall rankings which with the way i started the season finishing top 500 was kind of my goal just to salvage this half of the year and hoping for better in the second half
1: uh well i guess i've gone Down in descending order, I got 158, and I thought I was doing pretty well until I started hearing everybody else's scores, but I was stoked to hear about all the successes that people had. I actually had 160 until Zlatan took off his shirt, and that (laughs) that really kind of got to me because my goal this most years, my goal is I just want to be in the top 100, and I think I was at 98 going into this final round, and I was like, I can probably do this. And, and then I saw the scores at 160. I was at 100, and I was like, you know what? That's solid. That's good. <laughs> then Zlatan takes his shirt off, 101. And I'm like, son of a mm, biscuit. So 101 overall in the ranks. Uh, as has plagued me for this entire season, I have just struggled getting my defender picks correct. So don't listen to me, I guess, when you're looking at the defender picks. Doing well on other ends, though. Uh, goalkeepers worked out though. So I had Fry in the goal. I had Lawrence there, but then I had Marshall and Fuenmayor. So I, uh, missed out on that, but I did get the Zlatan captain. And then I had Morales and then my bench kind of like yours, Mike, I had Assad, Alessandrini, but then I went with the Rooney. I went with the Rooney. Uh, so I, I took, Mike's advice, I thought that was a nice strategy with him not playing in the first game, saving him for that easier second game. And nine points and a broken nose. So that was a pretty good, pretty good takeaway. Can't complain too much about that. Uh, big range in scores, and we've got uh, 180s down to the high 150s. And, and even in those high 150s, low 160s, you might have dropped some points depending on where you were in the ranks. But that's what you expect from a big double game week like we just had. Um, so I hope you guys had a good send off for the spring season and that you did well. If uh, if you had a head to head league still going on, or if you were trying to inch into those, those spots to win, I was also pretty bummed out. I was in the Minnesota league trying to see if I could get some, some sneaky points right there. But our good friend, uh, Alex Rosheim is also in the Minnesota league. So I got second and he got first. And that was also kind of a bummer. Mm. Just, yeah. Yeah, just hit me when I'm down. Uh, but let's recap this double game week because there's going to be more games coming up. Big winners from round 22 Seattle and LA Galaxy. So, had some nice clean sheet results for Seattle. We have Rui Diaz, who got a goal in the first game. Though some people are saying that's kind of a light goal, but still uh, getting a new player coming and getting a goal in this first big double game week is a great confidence booster. Keep an eye on him. And of course, we all saw what just happened with LA Galaxy coming in there, 2-2 LAFC on quote-unquote the road, but uh, the El Trafico, another big game right there, and then LA just dominating in uh, their second game against Orlando, 4-3, goal fest, hat trick, all kinds of points, Um, a, a great wave to ride for LA after a couple of weeks, maybe we'll talk more about that. Just a second. Uh, Also good, but not quite the best for the double game week teams, New York Red Bulls, not too far behind at all, coming that 1-0 win over at uh, DC United, and then really scraping coming back for a Columbus crew game. They lost that one, but uh, BWP is now at 100 goals, so uh, that's a big, uh, big, great thing for them and for fantasy managers, just seeing the points you can get from that then of course we have to mention DC United uh, struggled in
0: that whoa, first. Whoa! We're whoa, whoa, whoa. not going to talk about why the New York Red Bulls lost that game.
1: Uh, I was going to later, like, okay. right after this. Just making sure. I'm talking about I'm talking about the double game week teams.
0: Right. Now. All right.
1: Double game week teams. Uh, I'll let you do that one in a second. Before I let Mike talk about why New York lost that game, uh, I also wanted to point out that. Uh, D.C. had a double game week this time, and uh, they struggled in the first game, as we thought they would, but they came on strong in the second half. I was going to give Mike a chance to talk right now about how his advice about Rooney could have paid out for people, but he took it out and didn't do it. Uh, so, Mike, I'll go ahead and let you talk now about why there was a loss for the Red Bulls against Columbus.
0: Patrick Mullins! There we go.
1: There we have it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were talking about this before the show, and – uh, there's been a little bit—I don't want to say rotation in Columbus, but some resting for Higuain and it and Mullins slotted in to to that playmaker spot for this game. Though that's not the graphic that Blaine saw, right?
2: No, I think at the line, when they first announced the lineup on MLS Soccer, they had Zardes on the wing and Mullins up top, but it has since been corrected.
1: Right. So when you look at the game recaps, you see Zardes up top, Mullins right behind him. So. When it all comes down to it, a little bit, we're not quite sure where Mullins was on the field, but he was on the field and things were happening. Comes away with one goal and one assist for the crew. That's a nice showing for the former uh, New York City and slash DC player, whatever we're going to call him. Um,
3: Slash University of Maryland player. Slash
1: University of Maryland. Uh, Mike's Mike's man crush. That's what we'll call it. A good showing for Mike's man crush. (laughs) But, uh, no, I think no, I think that is a really good thing to point out from this game going forward in this fall season. Uh, if Mullins keeps some of this form, he he could have a nice spot, maybe a sub-spot when Higuain is coming back in there. But uh, I think he's got some good potential uh, going forward, especially depending on what his price ends up being. Well, uh, and
0: that's important because, I mean, his price starting this weekend was 4.0. Um, I wouldn't expect there to be a major adjustment. I mean, he had just subbed in a few times. so he's. I mean, I don't remember what he started off with, but he's not going to start off much more than 5.0. Um unless Ben on the basis of one week decides he's a starter. So he's gonna be, you know, one of those guys you're gonna try to think like, hey, he's undervalued if he's if he's truly is starting. So, so definitely someone funny. to keep in mind since auto are gonna get a lot more expensive now.
1: Definitely. Um Toronto gave Chicago another beatdown. This is, I think, important to keep in mind going forward for the remainder of the fantasy season because uh, Toronto are getting their starters back, and as they're healthy, they are picking up some more form. Will it be enough to get them long-term success? Mm, I'm not going to weigh in on that. But all we really care about is short-term success here with uh, fantasy, so Toronto players are once again, I think, becoming much more viable depending on the matchup that they're going to have. Uh, Let's see. uh, Wrapping up my notes here. Rooney got a bloody nose check. Uh, Martinez is closing in on the single season scoring record because he is a machine. And uh, Acosta had uh, his first game for Columbus. We didn't have Baji down for Dallas's win over Sporting Kansas City. But Acosta came in. Colorado lost. But uh, some good reports about Acosta coming from that game. And he got a goal. And, oh, yes, uh, last thing to FC Cincinnati, so there we go. And a lot of
2: so <laughs> Good times. Um, there is rumor already starting that Montreal's put a bid in against FC Cincinnati to get him on loan for the remainder of the season, which would uh, be huge because I know that uh, Montreal was linked to trying to buy him outright, and they could really use somebody to replace Mancosu up top, and that makes them an
1: instant threat in the East, if you ask me. I have not read that yet. Interesting news. Um, my first thoughts, this, it would depend, I think on what Cincinnati feels like it has money situation for, because I think they're going to be balancing that up against uh getting playing time with the group of players that will likely move up with him for that next season to get a little bit of a head start on that familiarity. So I uh, hadn't heard that, but I'll keep an eye on that for sure. Thanks for the breaking news. Uh, so that's what I have for round 22. Um, I know, Jason, you're a DC fan, right? So, how how exciting was that for you to see Rooney in some of this action?
3: Um, yeah, I mean, I watched a few like highlights. Um, it's been like, I mean, being abroad is like it's just difficult to kind of follow the games in super detail. So um, I really wish I'd have been there for the opening of the stadium. That's the thing that I was kind of bummed about, about missing. So, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm still, I, I wasn't a big fan of them bringing Rooney in, but I can see how, how it would benefit the, benefit the squad. I still don't. I don't know. I'm still struggling about I mean, you we'll talk about the DC Montreal game later, but I'm still struggling with how much I think the squad is. How good are they? You know, can they get into the playoffs? And and um and he's got a broken nose, right? I mean, isn't that bloody. what happened? It wasn't just a bloody nose. It's oh broken, yeah, no, yeah? you're right.
1: I did say bloody not Yeah, he's he's literally broken bones and bled for your team. Okay. <laughs>
3: well, <there> you go. <laughs> yeah. And and I don't know, I mean, can you play with a broken nose? I would assume I don't know what he's gonna what it would be like in the next in the games moving forward, but um and then that Colorado game, didn't they – didn't D.C. – they only won because they got an own goal, yeah? Colorado, um, I think that the second goal D.C. got was an own goal yeah. from Colorado. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. They've struggled for a long time. I love I, – I'm a big fan of the team. I had season tickets for a long time. I've met Ben Olsen a couple of times. I like the squad, but I'm still, still a little iffy on, on
1: where they are right now. So, Fair comments, and I think yes, you can play with a broken nose because you're gonna get one of those awesome Horace Grant face masks,
2: exactly, uh,
3: exactly, and and run around
1: with all that, yeah, forever. I I don't care how old he is or what new player is wearing them, I will always think of that as the Horace Grant face mask, that one
3: specifically, okay, exactly, forever. forever, (laughs) Horace Grant,
1: Uh, uh, Mike Blaine, anything else you guys want to add about round 22? Right. Um.
0: Just how entertaining the LA uh, El Tráfico derby was. Uh, I mean, because I, I I was driving on my way to the beach and I looked down and it was two nothing in the eighty second minute. Like, well, there, there's bad news for my uh, captain pick. And then he got home I'm like, wait, it a draw. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, it shows uh, what a good signing Zlatan was. Uh, I, I definitely underestimated him. Um, I, I think Zlatan is probably going to be one of the players that is going to be targeted for a price adjustment whenever Ben uh, does the uh, changes. Um, other thing for round 22 is just something that just infuriates me, and that is that the MLS disciplinary summary was never updated. Like, literally, I didn't had no idea that Alessandrini was on warning, and it was, no, it was not listed on the website even, like, on Saturday. Um, it's very disappointing just a lack of uh, effort and support that the league gives the game
1: i chanced it though
0: yeah
3: so so mike that's why he didn't so he didn't, that's play, why he didn't play he wasn't available ah okay all right so that that might change something for me for the next for moving forward <laughs> i thought he was hurt or something but so he didn't play the second game because i had him in my squad and he didn't play the second game because he was on yellow card okay Okay. Right. yeah yeah you
1: see those of you listening right now you may think you get a uh, just a buy for this because the disco wasn't updated. Well, Jason's in China. So, I mean, <laughs> if, if that's not your excuse, I don't know. I don't know. Mike <laughs> did tweet this thing out, but I mean, yeah. he's in China.
3: So. Um. Hey, I was going to ask you guys, I I mean, just two things that I took away from reading through games. I mean, yeah. um, Fonzie Davies had a monster game for Vancouver. Yeah. Um, and, and then um, did Michael Barrios get a hat trick for Dallas? He did. I think he, he
1: scored all three of their goals. He did. That's um, what uh, the tactic was down there. I mean, Blaine, I don't
2: want to... No no, uh, right <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. I can sum this up yeah. best. Barrios Six. took it to Opara, the reigning defender of the year, and made him look like a fool. Opara cost those first two goals with his poor <laughs> well, defense harsh, on Barrios. Like, there's no salt. I mean, it's just Opara is playing like absolute garbage right now. Uh, when our lead beat writer is out there saying... Kansas City's number one goal isn't a number nine, it's defense right now, you know there are problems. I think if we could bench Opara, we would.
1: But you're not. Uh, I was just going to say that that Barrios is much more of a direct player yeah. uh, compared to some of the other forwards that they've experienced with So or experimented with. So um, I think that paid off for them in a, in a big way uh, this time. But um, we still don't know yeah. what they're going to look like with Baji.
3: Yeah, and I just – I think – I just was remarking on it because, for me, Dallas is one of those. Dallas and Houston, I don't tend to touch either of those teams, not because, at least in attack, not because they're not productive, but because it's totally unpredictable. You know, you could spend all your money on one one or two players, and they do nothing, and it's some other player. But maybe if Barrios, you know, give him two or three weeks, see what their lineup gets settled like, bringing Baji in to see. Maybe if they have some success and it looks like they're going to do something
1: regular, then maybe you can pick up some Dallas guys. Yeah, know. no, that's that's a great – Bit of advice fantasy wise, and it's, it's kept me away from a lot of players. And sometimes it keeps you away from big scores, exactly like this. I, Baji, or not Baji, Barrios in in particular, because I love him as a player, but he's always been frustrating because he's been out there on that wing. And it's like Barrios is great. He's a great player, doesn't score very well, except for like three games a year. He's going to get you two or three goals, but you never know what they're going to be. So don't even fool with it. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just. The but you
0: know best. what? He's getting a price rise next week.
1: <laughs> Maybe <laughs> let's let's go ahead and move into that, unless you guys don't want anything else. Um, I think
2: the only thing I would throw out there is I actually went with Dwyer as one of my bench players this week. Seeing the two games, he didn't do much in the first one, but the LA game was pretty good for him. Um, I know we've been hyped on the Galaxy a little bit just with their offensive production, but that defense is abysmal. They they are yes. And load up against them at this point. Home or away, it doesn't matter. They're they're giving up goals to teams that have a little bit of speed. Uh Siani looks pathetic out there right now. Um, so yeah, load up against them if you can, especially on the single game weeks, just because they're gonna they're gonna give up a goal or two a game at the, the rate the way they're playing right now.
1: See that's solid advice, but I still want to call you a retro homer for picking up Elder Wire.
3: <laughs> hey, Reed, uh, I was gonna throw out two, um, I had Rui Diaz on my bench. Um, I just kind of threw him in at the end um, yeah. as a flyer. Um, he, I mean, he wound up not uh, subbing in for me because my midfielders, the guys that I had, had a little bit more points. And it sounded like that goal that he got was soft. But maybe moving forward, especially if his value is a little bit lower than some other players, um, you know, might be, might be good if we're looking to, you know, build, you build, your, you know, um, build up your budget again and, and that kind of thing
1: just as an yeah. idea. Yeah, definitely. A soft or not, it's confidence right there. So uh, it's just the kind of thing you want to have when when you get those new players come in. So good, good advice all around. Thank you, guys. Uh, transition segue right here into our housekeeping. Mike's mentioned it a couple times. Talked about at the top of the show. This is round twenty three. Is the first round of the fall season of our two season MLS fantasy season in two thousand eighteen. Uh, This is today, Monday, if you're listening late tonight or yesterday, if this is Tuesday for you, is the transition day. So I've seen a few comments on Twitter, seen a few comments on on Reddit, going, hey, what's going on? Nothing's changed. is this even happening. Rabble, rabble, rabble. Uh, No, this was the day to, like, chill, relax, uh, take it easy, look at your score, look at other scores, bounce around, see what happened, uh, cry, brag, I don't know, whatever, plot future success. I don't know. Uh, it was just a time to take it all in. I think it was also a time that was built into the game so that there wasn't this immediate shift. It gave the company and MLS some time to sort of sit back for a second, take a breath, then get things ready to transition. So I I think we're all better for having this buffer day. And uh, I mean, it's, we got a whole week, GameStar on the 4th, so it's not much time. But uh, there's an article out on mlssoccer.com right now in the fantasy section about what you need to know for the fall season of mls fantasy uh i wrote it and mike made a comment about that
0: yeah it means we don't have any really good resources about what's coming up
1: exactly so nothing good is really available out there right now Uh, stop it mike that's horrible Um, so we're going to talk about this just as
0: horrible as your piece
1: oh oh oh, no no it's super helpful (laughs) It's super helpful. Uh, everything's broken down. So when are things going to change? And a lot of things are going to change. Everything's going to switch over on Tuesday, July thirty-first at nine a.m. Eastern time. Something ridiculous, probably Wednesday, China. Um, is that even close, Jason? Um. Yeah, I don't. I haven't looked. Um, Two days from now in China. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. I mean,
3: it's Tuesday morning here. So I go. just know, like, I know what the schedule is for when I have to, it's a reasonable time for me to wake up actually on Sunday morning, like the no, games don't right. start until like, oh, well, the Atlanta game is four o'clock in the morning here. So um, but other than that, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you, know. uh, you just, you just wake up, you turn your phone on anyway. So yeah.
1: Uh, so what is changing? Uh, biggest things to take away from this your fantasy manager score is reset back to zero, which also means that the standings are going to be reset and clear. So everyone starts out at the bottom from fresh, I guess. I don't want to call it a zero, but maybe more from an NA. Everyone, or Maybe everyone's first. Everyone's going to be first right now. Uh, but league rankings are going to reset. And most importantly, your salary cap will reset back to $100 million. Your teams will clear, and the player prices are going to reset back to their original value. But as we've already mentioned a couple times, this is, for the most part, there will be a few players who won't go back to those original spring starting season values. Uh, Ben Bear will be making those adjustments. This is really just reserved for those players who were noticeably overpriced or underpriced, or maybe were playing out of position. There are going to be some small adjustments just to make things more fair. Maybe that's frustrating if you were taking advantage of some of these great values or OOP players, but I think it's also been something that people have kind of asked about and wanted though. Usually when it's been more in their favor, so I think it's fine to kind of have this reset, uh, get things back on where they should be more little ground. Some of the players, I think we could mention, uh, I think Zussi will probably have a change. He's just been killing it with points. So he may start a little bit higher in there. Um, Maybe some of the the new players. I think I think Zlatan is going to have a change. that like Mike was mentioning going in, uh, and and we'll see where some of these guys end up at. Uh, maybe Barco will go down. That that'll be an interesting one to see how that how that plays out. Uh, but that's what you're going to look for for what's changing league management wise. Uh, those of you who are running any kind of league, head-to-head leagues or classic leagues, those are going to open up for you on Tuesday as well. So if you want to add more players, if you want to kick more players, if you want to change the total number of players that you can have in your league, or if you want to add or adjust your playoff schedule, all of that will be available for you to change uh, starting Tuesday. The length of time you have to change that will vary. If you decide you want to have your fall season start on round 23, Then when it gets to the fourth and game start, that's it. If you'd rather wait a little bit longer, you'll have a window until your league starts of when you can make these adjustments. The one change you cannot, repeat, cannot make is you cannot convert a league from head to head to open or vice versa. Uh, So that's the quick rundown of what the changes are. The game is still going to play the same, picking your players, making your changes, making your switcheroos, everything like that. It's just for resetting back to zero. I think this is nice. I'll let you guys weigh in first, though. I've heard some people complaining about it, especially in the comments on the article. Uh, Jason, what do you think about this this uh, change this year?
3: Um, I mean, yeah, I, I like it. I mean, it's... Um I think I think what I like most about it is, um, you know, you get a chance to kind of start over a little bit, and um, and just uh, if you were, you know, let's like, you know, yeah, you, you you get a chance to start over and and try a few things out. Um, maybe do a little bit better um i mean at the end of the day i think you know um players that are really good at the game they're going to continue to be good at the game and so maybe you were chasing leaders at the end of the this first season you were 30 or 40 or 50 points back from where you wanted to be and there was never going to be a way for you to really catch up so now you get a chance you know to kind of get a fresh start and uh and 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 start it out so i don't have any i don't have any problem with it at all yeah
1: playing mike
2: I'm curious to see if they're going to do any positional switches with players as they try to adjust this. I don't know how hard that would be to make those changes, but you've got Teal Bunbury, who's been a starting uh, forward. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's listed as a midfielder in the game and really should be a forward the way everything's going. Can they make that change right now? I know we've seen that at other times throughout the years, not just this year, players just come in out of position Can they fix that? Can they adjust that here on the fly? Or are they just going to leave it the way it is for the remainder of the season because it's too difficult? So that's one of the highlights I'm looking for, because that completely changes how we have to play certain players.
1: I think those will change. I mean, I I think that's uh, part of the goal, and I think it should be relatively easy. The hard part is changing them when they have a score, because then you have to look at, the bonus points they would have generated. I mean, if you want to do it right, you'd have to look at the bonus points they would have generated based on the positions that they were in and the actual just what, if you were a defender or a forward and you were scoring goals, what what does that do for you? And that's kind of frustrating. But I think if it's back to zero, I bet we will see that. I don't feel like we've had as many out-of-position players this year uh, as we have in the past. There's a few. Uh, Bunbury's been definitely been one, but um, nobody that was so – sort of glaring and must have as like Yotun was last year
0: mm. or our Davies last year as well. Or Davies, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, my, my comments on it is that I kind of give it an incomplete. Um, you know, the purpose of having a whole reset like this and having, you know, a brand new season is to me to try to give a mid season opportunity to try to bring new players into the game. And so, as of right now I'm on the fence because it depends on what MLS is going to do to try to bring people in. Um, you know, we have a big all-star game. Uh, they've just updated the app um, to do some things for fantasy, uh, including helping make the scoring a little bit more fantasy friendly, uh, including in having secondary assists listed in the scoreboard um, in the scores there, which is helpful because that's the only site that uh, tracks the secondary assist, which are so, so important for fantasy. Um, but I mean, if, ultimately my opinion is is that if they don't do any promotion if we don't see fantasy talked about at the all-star game or this weekend uh and honestly i was kind of disappointed that we didn't get it with the rivalry week that we just had it's just going to be a waste of time in my opinion um i mean i think we all know how the the price system works and we can all just restart it but you know if the, whole, the only reason for me to do this kind of whole big old wipe is if to get bring new players in the game, and so if we waste this opportunity the way the opportunity was wasted last year with the opening weekend challenge, it's it's going to be a failure.
1: I think you're exactly right. That's that's the goal, and uh, I know some people have been frustrated by the switch, but but uh, that that is the intent: bring new players in, and also think about how frustrating it's been for maybe us. At times, uh, if you if you have a goal of trying to be in the top 200, 500, my like plan was trying for, and maybe you're in 700th place or in that mid 600 range, you just can't seem to crack it because of just the gap between the players. This mid-season reset gives you a chance to build upon what you now know, and uh, like I mean, we know way more about uh, what we can expect from price changes now going forward than we did at the beginning of the season. So it just gives, I think it gives people that opportunity to reset use what they've learned and try to do better than they did in the first part of the season. So yeah, I like it. Could. I hope it does bring in more people.
2: Yeah. Reed, I think that brings up a really good talking point as we're talking about this transition and it's going to be one that Mike should probably spearhead the debate on. Do we start this next season playing the money game? Like we found out we could last in the first half. I mean, You've got two different approaches here, especially on a shorter season. I mean, it took us, what, six, seven weeks to get up to some of those ridiculous numbers? And then we just kept climbing from there, but we could play a little more risky? I mean, that's half the season now. If you want to try to build up that ridiculous numbers, how many points are you going to fall behind? Can you make it up? I mean, we've got a brand-new strategy here that – we only got to experiment with the first time. Now we can actually implement this. Maybe your goal is to get to that 120 million as quickly as possible and then branch out and grab a few more players that are a little riskier on the points or should get you good points but may not give you the price returns. So there's a lot of fun stuff here on our side that we can take off with uh, regardless of what MLS does now that we know how the system's going. and I. Knowing how rocky and wild the first part of the, se- the season was, I'm kind of happy for the reset, not because it's resetting my points and giving me a chance, but now it's like I'm on a level playing field. Everybody else playing knows exactly what happens. It's not like, oh, I lucked into getting $10 million in extra in the first week, and now I've got a huge advantage on everybody. We all know what's going to happen.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I think we know now maybe better how long – I mean, before we didn't know how long we needed to play the money game uh, before you needed to switch over to, to looking more for points. And, and, Mike, you hit that pretty hard at the beginning of the year. Where do you feel is a comfortable uh, amount of time to put a like a line in the sand saying once you hit this point, you can start focusing less? Or would you rather look at a value before you start moving on, not just a number of rounds?
0: Um. I I th- I would probably try to get to that one twenty like like Blaine said. Um, I, I think it's going to be a little bit different um, because you're not going to see quite as much because we have the averages already in. I mean, we have like four. Uh, so t- to me, it's going to be pretty easy. Let me put it this way: you're going to know which everyone who's going to get a rise. And so to me. I don't see it as much right now of points versus price rise because generally the players who have been doing well are also the players who you're expecting to do well. So it's just kind of picking from that pool. For instance, um, FC Dallas has done well. Zlatan has done well. Those are players you're definitely going to want to have. So I think, you know, now we'll see if the price points and how prohibitive they are, but uh, particularly among defenders – I think it's just basically an easy way to go we've talked about how difficult it is to get clean sheets well look at who last week's results see who's been getting clean sheets the past few weeks and then stick them on um i I don't think you'll lose out on too many points that way so i still think you can kind of try to play the first few weeks really paying attention to you know i gotta check these guys last five games and see what they did um before you put him on the team, and you want him to score points that week. I don't think you can ignore points, like like Blaine said, in a short season. But as long as you kind of, okay, I feel comfortable this guy's not going to get a price deduction and is probably going to get a price rise regardless, plus I think he's going to have a good week. That's, I think, what you're looking for. Um, what made it harder to do that in the first week was that like, we really didn't know who was good. We really didn't know who was bad. You know, um, Now we know who's good, we know who's bad. So we know who the top point getters. And to me, you should be looking for those guys plus the price guys. Uh, and, and the reason for doing that is simple. You can do so much more with auto roos and switcheroos and rues and stuff. Um, and that's not small change. I mean, with a keeper in a single game week, that can easily be um, eight points that you can get by by running that strategy. Um so I mean I think it's something that you definitely want to consider and try to have that uh, as soon as you can.
3: Yeah, great. Uh... Hey, read. Um, if I I was going to chime in just quickly, yeah. um, I think one of the things I've been thinking about with this is, um, I I really like the format of the game about being able to basically dump your entire roster every week. You know, which is different than and it's been debated. I know um but one of the things i'm thinking about for this season going forward at least for the first few weeks is to think more about maybe spending a lot of my big money up front on three or four guys that i'm just going to keep on the roster for a while and you know hope that those guys that if they've been consistent in the first half of the season that they'll continue to be so and keep them on there you know not not play matchups as much with some of them and then use the remainder of that money to play matchups to try and build the budget out. Um, I I just want to go back and run some numbers on how my team did for the last, you know, for the spring season. Cause I just think I missed probably 40 or 50 points if I'd have just had Martinez on my team every week instead of most weeks or had Maxi Morales or a couple of these guys that are just super consistent that you probably would have had them on your team all the time if we were in a different system where you couldn't flush your roster every week where you had to carry guys because you just couldn't make as many transfers. So um, that's just going to be my kind of experiment to try out and see, you know, I think it sounds similar to what Mike was saying, but um, I'm going to try and be a little more – Particular about flushing the entire roster every week and, and, and just going for each weekly matchup.
0: Yeah, and I mean, uh, I think there are some ways you could do it. Like, first, we talked about Patrick Mullins. That's a great example of a cheap player oh, yeah. who suddenly moved in and can get you both points, help you with your auto-roo, and maybe get you a price increase. Um, yeah. You know, that, that's kind of what, especially on the bench, that's a real place where you can play it. Um, also, kind of look at teams who are. Um, undervalued and maybe kind of rising up. Um, we'll see what happens with the prices at TFC. Obviously, going into the season, they were rated very highly. Um, haven't done as well. Those guys maybe put players, you know, if they pick up, maybe able to pick up some uh, points if Ben does a price uh, adjustment down for them to adjust for the, the, the bad season that they've had so far. So, I mean, it'll kind of depend on what the prices that we get are, but you can kind of play with that, you know, team by team, like I think they're undervalued. I think they're overvalued, you know, stuff like that. I mean, and D.C. United in general is a good example. Um, they've been terrible all year, but they've been on the road. So you could expect them to do better going forward. So they may be a little undervalued. So we'll see what exactly the valuations are. But I think there would be a lot of opportunities to kind of find those undervalued nuggets where you get the price points, but uh, also get some points.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much, guys, uh, for your thoughts. And I hope everyone listening found this information helpful as they get ready for the transition from spring to the fall fantasy season. Moving into our housekeeping section, um, All-Star Game coming up Wednesday, August 1st at 7.30 down in Atlanta. There is a whole mess of players who is going to be there. Uh, but Zlatan Ibrahimovic is not. He, as we've seen, reported multiple times and mentioned a couple times tonight, uh, is not coming to that game, and that means that he is going to miss the next game for uh, L.A., which means that he gets a little bit of time off. It's it's genius, really. He is not going to travel across country to Atlanta, only to have to travel back cross country to go to Colorado to play at altitude. So it goes from a, an artificial turf to an altitude turf, and instead, he gets two games of rest and comes back for a home game versus Minnesota. What? So um, Nose Zlatan going to be at the All-Star game. Not going to be available for this week in fantasy, but one to keep an eye on moving forward because of some of these crazy LA shenanigans that keeps going on. Uh, otherwise, keep an eye out for the stars. You can look at the the All-Star lineup fairly easily through MLSsoccer.com. Expect most of these guys to split time, first half, second half. So not a lot of wear and tear, you would hope. Um, and uh, maybe maybe the Atlanta guys, they'll play longer. I don't know. That's kind of crazy with how many Atlanta is down there. This is like Atlanta's just, I don't know, enough, enough, enough's enough been said about that. So moving on. Uh, this is not a double game week, round 23, uh, no double game teams. But there is one by team, and that is Columbus. So if you're looking for switcheroo and otteroo options, or just cheap players, then get them from Columbus because they will not play, will not mess you up. Um, other than that, Patreon plug: we've got Jason here with us tonight, who uh, can tell us not only uh, why he is a Patreon member, but uh, what keeps him coming back, especially internationally, as as he's always doing some great stuff. It seems so. Jason, just turn this over to you for for a little bit to let people know why you uh, are a Patreon supporter and just uh, what you like about it.
3: Yeah, um, thanks. I, um, I've i been really happy with it. You know, I, I, um, I've i been in South Korea more or less for the last two years, um, doing some teaching at a U.S. It's a, basically a branch campus of a U.S. university outside of Seoul, so I've been following the league for a long time, and you know, you get to South Korea, and uh, it's basically impossible to watch MLS games. I've tried with, with VPN services and everything else, and um, so, you know you can't follow the league that way you can follow highlights and all that kind of stuff and i've been playing fantasy and um i think when i got to korea like in fall 2016 you know i finished out the fantasy season and then started up for the next season and uh and found you guys on the podcast and just started reading more articles and um you know i thought hey man this is a great uh, way to keep up with stuff um it's really easy to support you know to get on patreon um, i was familiar with the patreon as a platform for some other kind of artists writers and people that i'm familiar with and uh it's been great you know and it's a it's a small thing that i can do i think to kind of make some contribution and keeps me connected uh to the league and to people who are interested in similar things um you know while i'm while i'm abroad and i look forward to i'll be back in the us in december and uh so i look forward to kind of you know getting delving even more you know into it and uh it's you know a lot of fun so yeah i'm happy to have the opportunity
1: (laughs) well great we are so happy to have you as one of our supporters and if uh, anybody else listening is not a supporter but wants to check out uh, what it is that jason here is so interested in head over to patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash m-l-s-f-i and now mike with the injury news
0: um, only two things to add to uh, Zlatan being suspended uh, that I was aware of because I don't think there were any red cards this weekend. Um, David Villa uh, had to withdraw from the All Star game because of his injury. Uh, we know he missed both games of the double game week this past week. Um, that means he is also suspended for the All Star game because if you are too hurt to play in the All Star game, screw you, you get a suspension. Um, it's the dumbest rule in MLS's book, which is an amazing thing to say in a rule full of dumb, and a book full of dumb rules, but there you go um, the only injury that I noticed this weekend and I, I was at the beach most of the weekend so forgive me if I missed something was uh, Mark Anthony K came off uh, looked like a bad injury I have not seen a timetable on him but I, I do believe he's gonna miss some significant time so um, well ho- hopefully that's not the case but uh, we will see uh, what happens with that and that that's all I got.
1: All right. Thank you so much, guys, for that information. Now we're going to head on to our uh, round 23 preview. Uh, no double game week teams this week, so it's just going to be a game-by-game game preview. Uh, with hope, we'll get to this pretty quick so we can – because it's, it's kind of – it's different. We talked about this before the show. Um, prices aren't available at the time of this recording, so that makes picks a little bit interesting, but I think you'll enjoy how these guys are going to handle it. So – Uh, Let's just start out with uh, Atlanta versus Toronto, Blaine.
2: Yeah, uh, Toronto does look a little better right now, and I think a lot of that comes back to having Altidore healthy and back on the field. I think he just provides a presence up front that keeps defenses honest, keeps midfielders worrying about those passes instead of allowing midfielders just to pick off passes in midfield. And really run at the other midfielders toronto has so i expect a little bit better showing from them this week even though they are on the road um i don't really see any toronto picks this week but with the way the matchups have gone all week i think this is one where you can probably go four deep on atlanta and be okay maybe three um i think guzan's an easy uh keeper option Um, And then Almiron and Martinez are both your must-owns. And depending on what they reset the prices to, I mean, somebody like Gressel or one of the other cheaper midfielders should be on your radar. And, I mean, as far as defenses go, you've got Otteru options here, uh, Parkhurst or LPG, especially if they get reset back all the way to six. They've been putting up good numbers lately. They're two of the more expensive defenders across the league. So if you're going to play that money game, looking at defense here might not be a bad idea um scoreline wise uh, i'm gonna say it's 3-1 on this one in favor of atlanta all right orlando versus new england
1: mike
0: uh we've talked about matt doyle's um call of matt doyle i think 13 weeks ago said it, uh orlando was heading into a 13 week stretch in which they would not be favored to win a single game um they just finished that stretch and they went 1-12 so um uh, Good news is they're on the opposite end of that stretch. They're at home (laughs) against a New England uh, team that's been struggling. Um, If they want to get back into the playoff conversation, now's the time to do it. Uh, I wouldn't take anyone from New England on this. Um, I mean, I know they would be generally more wrestling than Orlando players, but I I don't think that'll be – too big of a deal, and um, you know, the expected goals and all that has not been favoring New England. There, there's been some signs that they've been riding, riding a lucky streak, and uh, I think that streak is over. And now that the shots that um, Turner was able to make miraculous saves on, he's not able to do that, and they're conceding goals. Um, what we did see with Orlando this past weekend uh, against the Galaxy is that against bad teams, they can score. So I think you're looking at offensive players um, if you've played fantasy. And all this year, you shouldn't need me to tell you, never pick Orlando defenders. But, um, you know, uh, Yotun has not had a good – he he disappointed me this double game week. I think he only got eight overall. Um, But generally he's been pretty consistent as far as a midfielder. Um, And then I think Dom Dwyer is probably back at the point where you can depend on him um, to start. So I think those are probably the two players I'd be looking at out of this game.
1: All right, Jason, Montreal versus your DC United.
3: Okay, um, so I, I did a little. I I gotta tell you, I'm I'm not. I've rarely ever picked DC players this season, and I don't think I'm. I'm really skeptical about them on the road. Like um, uh, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, my my thought would be. DC is going to score a goal in this game. I mean, Reed you've mentioned it in the show like regularly. It seems like every week like, hey, uh, they're not a very good team, but they seem to always find a way to score a goal or more than one goal. So um, there's going to be they're going to get some goals. I don't know who they're going to come from. Could be Rooney uh, with his face mask. Um, you know, it might be somebody out of midfield. Uh, I don't really know. Um, and and i'm actually thinking about montreal um i mean they um as far as like if i want to get on this thing where i've got some consistent players uh they're at home um I'm going to try and find a way to get Piotti into my, into my budget um, and maybe tighter as well. So I'm looking at both of those guys um, and I'm going to stay away from DC players, um, you know, uh, for this week. Um, I just, I just don't, there's not any one person specifically that I want to point to and say, yeah, that guy's going to get me some points um, score prediction. Um, I don't know. Let's say I'll go two to one. I'll go to one uh, to Montreal. So, DC gets a goal. Um, Montreal can't keep a clean sheet, Uh, but DC doesn't get blown out. So, two to one. Sounds fair.
1: Mike, Dallas versus San Jose.
0: Dallas has really done a lot better um, dealing with the loss of Mara Diaz than than we thought. And I I really like this game as an opportunity for Dallas just because we know how bad San Jose is. Um, I don't think either of these teams have any all-star selections, so they're going to be well-rested. So we know Barrios just got a hat trick, so he's definitely someone to do it on price rise. We talked earlier about their inconsistency. um, But, you know, if you're trying to make a choice between which Dallas player to pick offensively, pick the one with the price rise. Go with Barrios. Um, We know San Jose is going to give up goals – uh, they just got rid of Alashi. Um, you know, there's really no hope or optimism for, for that team. So uh, I also think this is probably one of your better defensive matchups uh, of, of the week. Um, you know, we, we, I think with the reset will help Dallas a lot. Uh, I could especially see um, if they don't adjust for uh, Reggie Cannon, who's been a, a lockdown starter and pro- probably one of the contenders for rookie of the year um, on, on their back line. Um, and what's one of the earlier clean sheet opportunities? So definitely something going to keep a rue. Um, so I I, I think you can kind of look up and down the 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 four lines for for Dallas for some players. Um, you know maybe even gamble with the Rudy. It's it's not a great week for forwards, but you know something like that. But I, I think Barrios is probably close to a most must own this week with a good matchup in the past. With Price uh, rises mm-hmm.
1: being so important this week. Hey, Blaine, Minnesota
2: versus Seattle. Uh, go for offense in this one. I don't trust either one of the defenses at this point, uh, given the matchup. Uh, Quintero's going to be playing in the All-Star game now, but I still like him when he comes back. He's definitely on my radar as a player to grab. And then you've got Ladero and um, Rui Diaz for Seattle. Uh, you're two pretty Decent offensive production. Ladero's been no, been putting up some solid bonus points to rival other midfielders without putting in the goals and the assists, and he's starting to get the goals and the assists coming back as well now, so Seattle looks like they could be a force in the second half of the season, and Ladero's going to be in the middle of their massive point scoring. So those are the three guys I'm looking at here. I do think I'd give Minnesota the slight edge on this one and go 2-1 for them just because it is a home game. But I could easily see this one go end-to-end to become an a 3-2 or even a 3-3 game if it really opens up like it can. Um, one note I would make on this one is I've been following – I've had Bruin on my draft team all season, and I pushed hard to get Rui Diaz in the waiver wire and missed – because I thought sooner rather than later he was going to be the go-to starter for this team, and it looks like he may have already locked down that position as well. So sorry, Reed, you're going to lose Bruin as your kind of sleeper pick, and it's sad for me too this year because he's, he's done good work, but I just think Rui Diaz is better and going to be able to carry this team into the playoffs.
1: But Don't forget Bruin was also great off the bench last year.
2: <laughs> but can we take bench players in fantasy all the time?
1: No, but they can be switcher roots. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks, Blaine. Uh, Mike, your New York City FC versus Vancouver?
0: Well, I mean, um, the big question here is how uh, Alfonso Davies gets uh, comes back from his um, you know first all star appearance. He's such a big part of that team. Um, this is not a bad matchup for Vancouver. Um, they They like to kind of play on the counter. The problem is that New York City will have Ring ringback, assuming he doesn't get hurt in the All Star games. You know, cross fingers, hope to God. Um, but I, I just don't see them being able to do much against a solid midfield. I think if you have enough players where you can take out Davies and still have a good defense, um, you can pretty much shut Vancouver out. And that's what I would expect. I think New York City is probably one of your better clean sheet opportunities this week. Uh, and I think, you know, if you pepper Vancouver's uh, back line enough, you're going to get a few goals. And New York City uh, hasn't lost yet at home. Um, and I think a cross-country trip doesn't, even without David Villa, doesn't seem like the, the opportunity for that to happen. So, uh, you know, M- Maxi Morales is probably a must on this week. Uh, definitely you want someone on your back line. Um, Sean Johnson should be in consideration for the keeper position. Um problem is forward without David Villa, um, you could probably go with Tejouri. Just make sure you catch the lineups because they've been kind of doing a lot of rotation with um, players coming back in injuries and double game weeks and all that. So that's the only um, spot I would be uh, questionable on. But, Jason, I mean, maybe, I don't remember what uh, Davies is. I think he might have been low priced. So go and double check his price whenever he, that comes out. Sorry. No, Good call.
1: Jason, Colorado versus L.A.
3: Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a little, uh, gosh, I'm not sure what to think about this matchup. So, um, you got LA played two games last week. They do have a week of rest, um, but it's going to be at altitude. Um, so I was kind, of, and you don't have uh, Ibrahimovic. So um, I mean, I can't imagine that LA won't score goals in the game. Um, and now that you guys are reminding me that uh, that I, that Alessandrini should be back, right? That he served the yes. that he served the suspension. So um, I mean, I think he might be a good pick. Um, Maybe Kamara, if, if you're interested. And then I was actually looking at either uh, Sebastian Leggett or Chris Pontius as, like, maybe if you want some value midfielders, if you're trying to get guys, you know, maybe they get slotted in. Um, uh, if you, you know, you really just need some backup stuff. Um, and then on the Colorado side, um, I mean, I suppose you could maybe take a look at, at Kellen Acosta. Um, maybe take a look at Fabian Castillo. Um, I, you know, I'm just... Uh, I don't know what to make of this matchup. You know, it's, it's on paper. It looks like the galaxy should, should win and give up the, you know, their defense, like you guys already said, defense isn't very good. So it looks like the galaxy should, should, should score goals and maybe give up a goal here or there, but still come out with a win. Um, but I'm going to call it a draw. I think, I think there's going to be some way that this, maybe it's, we'll go two Um I don't know where the goals are going to come from exactly. But um, if I was looking at players, you know, I, I might try and fit Alessandrini in. Um, maybe if I have some money, uh, you know, um, uh, Edgar Castillo, not Fabian Castillo, Edgar Castillo, the guy who plays like um, he plays, I think, like left back for them, but he gets forward for Colorado, maybe Kellen Acosta. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm at. I think it's 2-2. And, and maybe there's some players that you want to put on your team. I'm not sure.
1: All right, Blaine, Houston versus your Sporting Kansas City.
2: Uh Houston's at home for this one um really makes me nervous as a sporting fan we're in the middle of a bad slide you can't really justify any of our players given their averages lately they're just not putting up the points they're going to drop in value most likely so avoid that one um I'm going to go ahead and predict a 3-1 game on this one I think Houston's really going to take it to us they've got the speed and the Open Cup game, they were putting balls in and getting behind the defense quite regularly. And I see them do, replicating that in this game. So unless Fermi's and company find a way to tactically adjust for this and get some of the defenders to stop making mistakes, um, they're just it's going to be another long night for sporting fans. Um, that said, I um, budget-wise, I don't know that you can really look too close at least this week for Houston. I think he'd be the number one guy, but the guy who scares me more as a Kansas City fan is Minotas. I think he got a goal, maybe two in the Open Cup game. I've tried to block that out of my mind, but he's looked really good. His speed and the way he plays for Houston is probably the most dangerous player against Kansas City. If you are going to go with this game based on my scoreline prediction, he is the guy going forward that I would really be looking at just because I think he matches up better. He's probably going to be your cheaper option as well. Um, I don't have his history to know if he is uh, prepped for a price rise or not because he's been, he's been decent all season, just kind of scoring in bunches. Trying to look that up here really quick. I'm stalling for a little bit of time. Um, He's got an eight, an eight, and a seven for his last three with a one and 11 for his last five. So that's a decent average for a cheaper forward, I guess. He started at $8 million to begin the season, so if you're looking for a budget option given his average, I think he's probably your safest bet to probably get both a price rise and be your best chance at points
1: in this game. Yeah, a solid score to bump <laughs> off some of those lower ones and give him a good rise. Hey, can I ask a question? Um, Blaine, what's, what's Felipe
3: Gutierrez's status? I haven't been following Kansas City um, recently, and I thought, he's, I thought he was supposed to be back. Maybe he's already been back. Uh,
2: he is back. He's started ah, one or two okay. games now. Um, he got gassed pretty quick in this last game and had to come off early. I think he went 70 minutes in that one. So okay. he's trying to get his full fitness back, but definitely one of the better players on the pitch now that he is back.
3: Yeah, that answers my question, though. You know, I was waiting for him to come back, see if their attack would maybe improve a little bit. But if you're telling me he started the last couple of games and they've still been struggling,
2: um, yeah. Um, A couple of notes on that for you on this. Uh, Shelton went down for two to three months with a leg injury, and the team has played a lot different since he's gone out. There's just something missing. I have a couple of theories, but I haven't really gone – forward with those just to see what i can find on it but without shelton and that big presence up front they're struggling and then johnny russell uh was a late scratch this last week and gerso came in for him so they've there's been a lot of turnover on the front lines through this really rough stretch they've had so they're not a lot of consistency and missing some key players it's just been kind of a perfect storm
1: against them okay mike rsl versus chicago
0: um Rosnak at home is definitely a player you want to look at. Uh I checked his stats today. I don't think he scored less than 6 when he's at home. Um it's just night and day for him when he's at home versus when he's away. Um and I guess a team like Chicago, I definitely think Rosnack, um will get some opportunities for points and uh, assists and goals. So he's definitely a player to look at. I kind of looked around, to, you know, sh- Chicago kind of struggling, but Chicago tends to at least get a goal. Um so I think Resnick is probably the only player I, I would look at here. This is probably like a 1-1 or 2-1 um win for RSL. But um buried I'm just surprised that you you didn't let the guy named Jason pick the RSL game.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I I would have I would have told you um uh I don't know what I would have thought about RSL. I'm afraid of them. I don't usually take RSL players. (laughs) um, And I was wondering, you guys, I read, uh, I thought Rosnet got subbed off in their game with an injury. Am I wrong about that?
0: Uh, It's possible, but no one told me. (laughs) Okay. Like I said, I I was at the beach. Hashtag RSL. I'll let you know
3: in a second. Okay. Yeah, you might. Um, I mean, I was just scanning through that stuff. So um, if, just for
2: people who are thinking about Rosnack, I, um, oh, I'm thinking about yeah. actually seven um, minutes came out.
0: Severe okay. neck pain early in the match. Okay. Yeah, go pick up Rosnack. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, this game is trash. Don't pick any players.
1: The <laughs> so next prediction is yawn. There we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I missed that one, Mike. Sorry. Yeah, could have gone with Jason.
2: Mike, I... Um, in the absence of Resnack, um, with Plata coming back and starting again, I think he's got to be somebody you throw out there and put on the radar at least. Um, his his numbers, his average isn't going to be the greatest, but over his last three, he's got a 411 and a 13. He didn't play the two games before that, and he got a six and a one as a sub role. So he's played a lot of substitute minutes, but in his last couple, he's really starting to put on the point. So if he's starting definitely somebody in this matchup you kind of got to keep an eye on
0: well my, my concern for um plots is i wonder if he's still a member of rsl by the end of the weekend because he's a been on, put, on the trade yeah i mean he's been getting a lot of those minutes to kind of put him in the trade window so um yeah i mean he'd definitely be someone to consider uh but with the, the heavy rotation i'm not as high on him but i mean you're, you're definitely right playing he's definitely someone to consider with a buzz out
1: all right, let's move on to actually Jason's review Uh Portland versus Philly.
3: Okay. Um, so here's my thoughts on this one um, Diego Valeri, spend your money. Um, get him on your squad, probably. I think that would be worth it. Um, I'm definitely going to want to get maybe a Portland defender. Um, and I'm wondering about, I mean, he, I'm wondering about Philly. And the reason I'm wondering about Philly is this. So, like, Portland's been on this amazing run, right? They haven't lost in uh, how many games is it, right? Some. I, I don't know what the numbers are, but um, I'm not going to say that that's going to end, uh, especially if they're playing at home against Philly. But, you know, you might be interested to – it might be interesting if you have some space in your budget, if there's – I don't know, maybe you want to take a flyer on a midfielder from Philadelphia. I mean, um, it, it seems like they've been doing better in the midfield. I mean, Bedoya's been killing it recently, I think. Um, that guy, Dokchal, Bork Dokchal, um, seems to be doing pretty good as well. Um, so – I mean, maybe Portland cracks this weekend. I mean, all of those streaks have to end at some point, right? you know um and uh so maybe you want to take a flyer on that but i valeri one of those guys like like i said earlier you know a handful of guys who seem to be pretty consistent that i'm going to try and find a way to work two or three of them onto the squad and just keep them there for a few weeks if best i can and definitely in the defense as well um i'm not sure you know you guys might be more familiar with exactly who to take as far as the defenders is getting played regularly but um i think it'd be worth it to take a portland defender too and uh scoreline. I mean, I think it'll be close. So um I'll go two one. Portland, uh Portland over Philly two one.
1: Yeah, I think they're at fourteen games unbeaten and of the ones that they have won, all of them or darn near all of them have been by one goal. So
3: yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's I and mean, that's great, but all of those everything's gotta end, right? Somebody streak's gotta end at some point. I'm not saying it's gonna be this game, but you know.
1: Um, uh, um, yeah. And final game review, New York Red Bulls versus LAFC. Blaine.
2: Yeah. Got to give a little bit of the edge to the Red Bulls and their play style with them being at home. Uh, this is a game that I could see going really interesting, just depending on who shows up to play how. Um, if, the Red Bulls play their typical high press, I think they could really slow down this LAFC offense. But if LAFC is expecting that and plays a little more defensively, I think the Red Bulls are going to have a hard time breaking them down. I think their defense is good enough to stall this out. So this is a game that at first glance I was like, ooh, this could be 2-2 draw. I just don't see it being quite that high scoring. I think, I think it's going to be a 2-1 game. Don't know quite how it's going to play out. I'll give it 2-1 to the Red Bulls because they're the home team, but I could just as easily see this being 2-1 LAFC. I don't see a clean sheet for either team in this one. And as far as fantasy picks goes, it's kind of tough to to call because we are starting out fresh. I just don't see where the goals are coming from. So I'm I'm really avoiding this game. I know Blessings, for his price, is going to have a decent average. Uh, Diamande's... If his price gets reset to where he started, his average still will have that 22-point game on it, which could be huge if he starts in this one. Um, Vela is going to be more expensive, and if you don't think he's going to be the central figure, I expect the price drop. Looking at the Red Bulls players, I think their defenders are probably the most the guys prep best for price rises, and I don't see the clean sheet here. Uh, Kaku and Bradley Wright Phillips are kind of your premium players, and their averages are solid i mean they keep giving us steady points but i don't think they're the steady points that are going to see them get the full half million increase that we would like for this first round so i'm kind of avoiding this game for players but i think there are some options for points here i just don't see i just don't know where they're coming from it's fair
1: all right thank you guys for that let's move on to our player picks keepers blaine
2: um i like portland this week i know um Jason was talking about Philly catching them, but I just, the run that Portland's on, it's hard to bet against them. So Atanel is my, it's kind of my primary and depending on budget, budget constraints and stuff, I've got Guzan in there as a keeper but I don't know my, my initial lineup that I have that I'm playing off of is about 142 million before the reset, which means I'm probably not going to put this lineup out for the hundred million. So I may not be running a keeper this week for that reason. Mike.
0: Um, right now I'm looking at Atanella as my main goalkeeper, um, kind of like Blaine. Uh, I, I mean, I definitely want to run a keeper, but I'm going to kind of wait and see what the um, prices. is. Um, I mean, I, I said earlier I'm probably looking at Dallas and uh, New York City as other clean cheap possibilities, so that's probably what I'll look at.
1: Jason.
3: Um, yeah, I'd love to have the money to run a keeper also I'll see if it works out. Um, but I'm going to start with Dallas. So is it, is, uh, whoever's playing goalkeeper for Dallas, I guess it's Gonzalez is back playing goalkeeper for them now, but, um, that's where I'm going to start. And if I need to move, I'll move to Antonella to Portland. If I have the money, I just got to see what prices are like. All
1: right. Defense, Mike,
0: uh, defense. I'm kind of sticking with those same uh, teams I said earlier. Um, uh, Right now, I mean, I have, like, Terrahome, Home, Cannon, and Maibala, uh, just because I figured those were pretty cheap players at the start, so I should probably be able to run them, but, you know, we'll see.
1: Jason?
3: Yeah, I think I'm going to be similar. Um, so somebody from Dallas, probably Reg Cannon, um, depending on who I can afford, um, somebody from Portland. And then Mike has convinced me um, my initial draft was somebody from RSL, um, but I'm just – I don't like RSL <laughs> for fantasy, so I probably will shift to um, – to New York City and it just depends on if I'm gonna take like center back, Al Collins, or maybe take, you know, tenorholm, uh somebody else. But I think those are the three defenses I'm gonna try and target.
2: Blame. Um looking at um New York City and Portland is my two primaries, um surprisingly Dallas is not on my radar this week. I think they're gonna get scored on. So I'm in the dissenting category on that one. And then I'm RSL and Atlanta are both kinda out there as Potential clean sheets. Atlanta's got that first game for a decent uh, auto-roo option. But yeah, looking primarily at Portland and New York City.
1: Okay. Midfield, Jason.
2: Um, okay. Yeah. This is until I see numbers, I have no idea. If
3: I, I mean, I know i not going to be able to afford all these people, but um, I'm thinking I'm going to try and probably run five midfielders. So right now I'm looking at Piotti, Almiron, uh, Max Morales. Um, who else? Diego Valeri, maybe Nicholas Ladero. Um, so maybe some combination of like three of those guys and then, um, some lesser valued players. So it could be tighter, could be, um, I don't know, maybe Blanco from Portland. Um, maybe one of those guys from LA Galaxy that I threw out to you all, like, so Baz Leget, uh, Chris Pontius, um, Maybe Kellen Acosta. I'm just not sure. I got to look at the look at the budget, but I'm definitely going to sink most of my money. I think into into midfielders. I'm just really the forward options. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. I'm not. I don't know about forward options for me this week, other than one specifically. Yeah,
2: Yeah, um, my money's going into the midfield as well. I'm with Jason on this one. I think Almirón, Morales, and Valeri are two guys or three guys you really got to have on your radar this week. Um, I think when we were playing with some of the preseason numbers, we could fit at most four premium players into a starting lineup, depending on how we scrimp and save everywhere else. But I I don't think you could get five, even if you went bare minimum for starters anywhere else. So that's three of those spots taken right there. And then I've got Blanco and Plata both on there right now, but I'm sure one or both of those guys is going to have to get cut between now and then but I'll throw them out there as potential cheaper options if you can't afford to put all of your premium guys in the team.
1: Mike.
0: Uh, right now I've got Max Morales, um, Barrios, Yotun, and Piotti.
1: Forward blame.
2: Um, really seeing the lineups, I think this is a one to two forward week at most. Uh Martinez is my number one guy. He's just gonna tear up that Toronto defense. And then I've got Minotas against Kansas City for the price rise. Hopefully hoping he gets that goal. Kind of. Mike.
0: Uh right now I have Tajuri. uh I have Martinez, although I think he's the player who honestly should be like way adjusted up over the prices. So we'll see what happens there. Um and if I had a third forward, it's probably Houston player. Um, it may be Minotas because he had the few games, but I'm also gonna be looking at Kyoto and kinda of sorting throughout, but I just hadn't had a chance to do that. So that's where my head is on forwards.
1: Jason.
3: Uh Yosef Martinez, man. The dude is is, you know, like Scoring goals, um, he's one of those guys that I think I'm just going to try and keep on the squad if he's starting, if he's playing, um, and just let him let him ride out um, and hope for the best. And then I think the other two forward slots, I don't know. I'm still playing around. I think it's going to be about money and um, maybe trying to find a couple of value forwards um, to kind of sit. Uh, maybe you know run like an auto roue with a value forward. Um, you know, it could be Rui Diaz, could be. Uh, I don't know, I kinda of, kind of have to look around, but definitely Martinez. I'm gonna uh he's first guy on the roster. So unless something catastrophic happens to me in the all-star game. So oh, awesome.
1: Captains, Mike.
0: Um I guess Morales. I hadn't thought about captains yet, to be honest. <laughs>
1: Jason.
3: Yeah, I haven't thought about captains either. Um I'm gonna eh, my gut right now, I mean this is just totally off the top of my head, piati, I'll go piate.
2: That's not a bad one. Blaine? Uh, I've got Martinez tagged right now, but I haven't gotten a chance to ask Lily yet, so I will be (laughs) tweeting out at everybody when Lily picks my captain. But right now, my gut says Martinez. Um, Lily's going to have a few names to choose from. Valeri's going to be on that list. Uh, Morales is probably going to be on that list. And if I give her a fourth, it may be Piotti. All right. Clean sheets. Jason?
3: Well, I mean, if I'm telling you I'm taking a Dallas keeper, that means I'm thinking Dallas is going to go clean sheet, but um, I could see, I think, you know, there seems to be, everybody else seems to be pretty consistent about thinking also looking at New York City and maybe looking at Portland as well, so.
1: Wayne.
2: I've got Portland and New York City as my two primaries and then possibly RSL and Atlanta. Uh,
0: New York City, Portland and uh, Dallas.
1: All right, guys, thank you so much for those game breakdowns and player recommendations. I hope everyone finds that helpful as they get ready for this fall season. And do remember, uh, some of the prices, lot, all the prices, are not known to us right now. So uh, just get what fits. Maybe use these guidelines more than necessarily exactly. Uh, quick update from the Community Time. This one comes from our good friend, Older Goaler, over at, uh, on, on Reddit. In the past, uh, Older Goaler has run the uh, MLS Fantasy Boss, uh, MLSFI sort of collaboration uh, fantasy MVP, and we've done a, a mid-season MVP and a, a season-long MVP uh, because of the, just the way the half seasons are with things resetting. This year that he said he was not going to be doing the uh, the special MVP, so uh, that's not going to be coming out run by older goaler, but we definitely will get something ready for – Uh, The end of the season. He also wants me to plug, and I definitely will because of everything he does for this. um, Big thanks to the spring season participants in the MLS Fantasy for Kids League that older goaler runs and their parents who have uh, been helping to encourage that soccer fanaticism. In there, I think younger goaler actually won, so maybe some collusion right there. But cheating. uh, (laughs) Translation from Mike um but they've had a lot of fun all the kids who participated in that if, if you have a youngster um who would like to participate in the game uh, remember that they do have to have an age requirement to be able to play with mls so you as the parent may need to play the team for them but just get them involved they definitely can't win prizes they can probably play the game um but if you have a, a youngster who wants to get involved with that hit up older goaler out on uh, twitter or over at at reddit and he can let you know how to get involved in the mls fantasy for kids league that he runs and we'll look forward to his mvp uh voting near the end of this season that's all that we have for the show today thank you so much for listening and thank you so much jason for uh spending the time with us in your little coffee shop there in uh china which sounds like it's starting to its some hustle and bustle going there but is there anything that you'd like to plug uh, before we wrap up tonight
3: um yeah, I I could give a couple of plugs real quick. I um I gotta plug my my two long long-term friends from Washington, DC, uh, Leah and Kim, um, who helped me come up with the name of my fantasy uh team, uh Talon's Mullet. So if you know anything about DC United, Talon is their mascot. And um when we we had season tickets for a long time and we used to joke about just let's just say the state of the mascot costume. Um, and so we thought A that Talon looked like his hair was falling out, and then B, it looked like he had a mullet. So we used to talk about Talon having a mullet, so that's where the uh, the name came from. And um if if people haven't listened to the RotoWire podcast, the MLS fantasy podcast that RotoWire puts out, Skylar Redpath, this guy JD Bazo, who finished number two in the spring season, and Andrew Laird, they do a really good job. Um, as uh um uh, for that kind of a supplement to this podcast and uh i'm an, i use instagram so if you're interested in i'm on this trip through china and southeast asia for the next five months and my instagram handle is reluctant intellectual it's all like one phrase uh you know you can check it out and um i don't post like touristy photos i mean i just I, that stuff you can find on the internet i just take pictures of things that i'm walking around and find interesting uh, and throw them up there with some captions so if you're interested in you check that out too very
0: cool, Mike. Well, uh, yeah, just um, at MLS injury news. You know, like weeks like this one is where I could use the uh, support for not watching games. <laughs> so, uh, let me know what you see any uh, injuries happening.
1: Blaine,
2: uh, n- nothing really new for me. Um, I am trying to make the second half of the season a regular writing time again. So. St- keep on me to get my um player picks out for you guys on mlsfantasyboss.com
1: yes at him on twitter if you don't see what's going on right there uh as for me you can check out the article that's already up about uh the fall transition if you didn't get all the info you needed from this podcast up on mlssoccer.com right now in the fantasy section uh skylar and i both have articles coming out this week after this one uh just getting ready for for this new week, my next article is going to be about uh, the lessons that we've learned going into this new season. And I think we've talked some of that on previous shows, but uh, summarize all that into one article. And then Skyler is going to give his regular player rankings going into round 23 uh, to start off the fall. So some good content coming out. Always check out MLSFantasyBoss.com. Some articles are going to be coming out. We have plenty of time this week to space those out. So... Lots of time to think about who you're going to pick during all this all-star game madness. And, of course, I can't plug enough the great community over at r slash fantasy MLS over on Reddit and the guys in the MLS Fantasy Bot chat, and MLS Fantasy Boss chat. Uh, it's just a great group of people all around. If you have not checked out those two places, do so. Uh, lots of tips, lots of helpful people, and lots of top players that are in those places as well. Uh, Again, thank you so much to our Patreon listeners. Thank you so much, Jason, for joining us. And uh, thank you, everyone listening. Good luck.